Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Stay Shining with Diamond and my co-host. Your boy, Dante, back in the building with a brand new bag for you. So, we're changing things up today, guys. We have been on a new set for season two. So, we want to deep dive on how we came about finding this set and introduce the owner. So, basically, one of the aspects of what we're doing is um, we want to go to different podcast studios and we want to interview the people behind the studios because yes. uh, without these studios, this is the bread and butter. It can't be possible. We, we need these studios to be up and running. So right. We, we want to take advantage of the fact that we have a great owner and she has a great, impactful story. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to give it to you today. property and imaginative experiences of our creatives and our artists in our community, City Heights, um, and, and all throughout San Diego. Uh, I started You Belong Here because a couple of things. I did. I had small businesses and I always felt alone, um, not, not being in community and practicing like my cultural identity was really impacting me. But then also being a small business owner, I found that I was also kind of putting myself in debt by buying new equipment and trying things out and it's just not working for me. So I wanted to develop a space that would actually reduce the barrier um, of entry into small business, especially creative businesses. So You Belong Here is a little hub for creatives to come in who are photographers, um, podcasters, consultants, doing marketing, doing PR, um, people who want to launch like online courses, uh, just as a space for them to utilize so they don't have to go get their own studio, they don't have to go get all their equipment, they have access to everything here. Um, and I just really wanted to make sure that our creative communities can thrive and not be like throwing away their money, um, not having to wait so long to even try out photography or a hobby as such because of the barrier of actually buying equipment. So that is um, pretty much at the heart as to why I started uh, and opened You Belong Here. That is incredible. So how long have you been living in San Diego? And I've been in San Diego since Did you see 2000. Oh wow, did yeah. you see a lot of opportunity in different areas or have you been in the same area? I've lived in City Heights area for the past 12 years. Um, I love it in this area because City Heights is one of the most diverse communities in San Diego. I believe, and I could be wrong, uh, I believe there are over 32 dialects spoken in this community alone. Oh, wow. It is really one of the most diverse communities. and. I really want to be a part mm -hmm. of that. So what are the services that you have here? Yes. So the main service is co-working. Um, so just having a space for creatives to come in, 
uh, work together. It has more of a living room kind of situation, mm -hmm. as I you love can it. see. <laughs> so people can work. Usually when we're working, we're like working and then like throwing thoughts around. Like, mm -hmm. what do you guys think of this? And how would you handle that? So it's this really awesome environment where we're here to support one another and then like collaborate as well. Right. So co-working is the main the main service. There's also studio rentals. So um, the members are invited to utilize the space as their own studio. So if they wanted to buy out the entire space, they could for like a workshop, mm -hmm. a photo shoot, a video production, or even for a private event, like a birthday. Okay, that's cool. Um, they also have access to like a meeting room, a podcast studio, and a photo studio. So if they just wanted to come in and meet with a potential client, they have a room to do that. They don't have to go to a Starbucks. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then if they want a podcast, they have that room and all the equipment there to start that podcast. So there's the, the co-working, um, the rentals, and then there's business development. I am a huge fan of small business development. You Belong Here provides a lot of business development and educational workshops geared towards the creative. Um, and do you host them yourself? Yes. But we also work with a lot of organizations and oh, wow, okay. community and other creatives and small business owners to teach those workshops. So this, um, we're starting 2022 off as a financial literacy, like kind of how do we get creatives to start thinking and talking about like their finances? Right. How do we get them to start thinking about like bookkeeping systems and like tax preparation mm -hmm. and really helping them set themselves up for success for further down the road um, investors, grant opportunities, exactly. loans. That's like the part you don't really know about yeah. Yeah. creators. So it's good that you have those pockets in there that yeah, you can exactly. assist people. And then I would say the fourth service um, will, would be community and culture. Mm -hmm. So before COVID, You Belong Here played a really strong role in the community as a cultural space. Um, tons of art showcases. Lots of panel discussions. Um, we had open mic nights. We had film screenings, music showcases. It's really important to me that in business development, we don't forget about the complexity of the individual and the multiple identities that an individual has. So creating a space that honors everything mm -hmm. about that individual is really the heart of You Belong Here. It's just how do we create safe spaces, amplify voices, and empower individuals. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us more about the community and the culture and how you host events here. Definitely. I think one of the best parts about You Belong Here is the ability to make space mm -hmm. um, for our community and one of the programs I'd really love to share with you is one of the most recently launched programs. It's called You Belong Community Yoga. Oh! It's led by Brianda Vargas of Community and Yoga and Mindfulness. It's a nonprofit here in City Heights. We have teamed up together to really focus on how can we help our community heal. We've just undergone like so much stress, mm -hmm. so much trauma from. COVID, from the civil unrest, and a lot of stuff that has been there right. for years prior to this. We're trying to find a way and a balance for our community. Um, how do you 
allow that trauma to pass through and how do you nurture it? So you belong here, yoga is focused, it's all trauma-informed focus. So throughout the practice, you are doing yoga, but you're also doing affirmations. Okay. You're also doing like release work. You're understanding your window of tolerance um, and understanding like where you are at emotionally in that moment. Right. And she helps you work through the pain, work through and let it out. So that is a really awesome program um, that I think is very like, very representative of the community programming here in San Diego and here at You Belong Here. Uh -huh. um, it's just really important that we focus on the health of our community. And it can be mental health, emotional health, um, physical, social, spiritual. Right. That is very important. So when it comes to hosting your events here and working, tell us what it's like working with people here or the demographics the demographics I would say um, I did run a survey I administered a survey with the community last June and I found that my demographics really are a lot of creatives and artists mm -hmm. which is great um, between the ages of 23 to 37 oh, wow most of them do reside in South Southeast San Diego um, City Heights La Mesa South Park North Park so that is the great demographic. Um, breaking it down even further, it is mainly BIPOC community. So that is the community that I've been working with and serving. Incredible, I love that. Thank you. So tell us more behind the motivation and the why behind You Belong Here. Yes, okay, definitely. I think when I really think about my why, um, I do think of and reflect on legacy. I, in 2016, I had my, my own little battle with cancer. Um, and during the process of discovering, discovering the tumor, finding out it was a malignant tumor, during that time, my aunt, who, who, is, who was a mother figure to me, was losing her battle to cancer. Um, on her deathbed, I spent a lot of time reflecting on her life, and I, I've always just known her as my aunt, like the aunt that like bought me cool Christmas presents, that always had pinatas, that always like loved us and let us kids do whatever we wanted. But when I actually reflected on her life, I realized she lived a powerful legacy. She was an activist. Um, she worked in nonprofit as a director for a women's center that helped women and children who were get out of homes of domestic violence and abuse. When I had the opportunity to reflect on what my legacy would be in life, I don't think I was proud of just saying, I'm a graphic designer and I work in events. Like I worked in the events industry. I wanted my life to have meaning for myself, but I also wanted to have impact in my community and like serve my community. Right. I wanted to give back what my aunt gave to me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was love and commitment. And that really is the heart of this space, is the love for my community. I want to see people thrive. I want to see people in economic prosperity. Mm -hmm. I, I see this is like the systemic oppression that's occurring in our communities. 
And I want YVH to be a space, or you belong here, sorry, <laughs> to be a space that can address these problems and be not, not like the entire solution, but can be one step to making stronger and building stronger communities. Um, and then how do we teach others in our community to live a life of legacy, of empowerment, of strength? Right. So that's the, that's the real heart of the why, is really just wanting to create a space where people can live out their legacies, can be heard, can share, um, can be empowered. Mm -hmm. I think that is truly amazing. And my dad always talks about living a legacy. So I'm really happy that you said that. Yeah. And okay. um, it's inspiring to Thank hear you. that because I always wanted to lead and host like you do. So the day I met you, I was truly inspired by you and your story. Thank you. So thank you I for really being here and being on my show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm very like. space that we wanted to kind of talk about. So we, we, what do we call this place? This is our podcast studio. Okay. And so our podcast studio is equipped, as you can see, with sound absorption panels. Um, also a lot of lighting, so you do have the opportunity to live stream or even film video in here. Uh, and over here is our Rodecaster Pro Mixer. Oh my gosh, that um, looks, uh, that doohickey looks pretty, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually super awesome. I I believe one of the biggest challenges what I've heard from my community who are podcasters is that they don't have like audio engineers. Mm -hmm. So with this piece of equipment, uh, you don't need an audio engineer. You can actually adjust all of your sounds here. You can have call-ins, you can have things hooked up to Zoom, and you can actually record and store your own introduction music. Um, if you want the audience to clap, if you want the audience to laugh, if you want sounds, it's all programmed in here. Hit a button for me. Is it oh. like that? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, you won't hear it unless it's like you're connected <laughs> oh, to this. The, oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so all the, uh, the devices are connected to the earphones, and so I guess the um, microphones are doing the same thing. Yeah, so it's an eight-channel mixer. So the cool thing about this is if you do have uh, an audio engineer, or like some type of producer, they can actually edit all eight sounds individually. So if you wanted to take out one sound and you didn't like it, you can without it impacting the entire recording. Oh wow. And you don't need a laptop to come in and record. See, it and that's what we thought we needed was a laptop to come in and hook up and everything, but yeah. so you don't need a laptop? No, you just use um, an SD microchip oh, okay. and it goes here on the back. And when you're done, you just push the record button to start recording. And just say like you're doing a recording and you like sneeze, well you can push this little flag button. So when you do go back to edit, you know where your sneeze oh, is at wow. and you can edit it out. That is so clutch. And then so when you're done, you just push the 
the record button again, and then you can actually, it's already recorded on your SD card. And you were saying uh, that you can actually, if, when, when we rent this space, if we have people in different places, like that we get to use our phones and stuff and actually have like uh, video chats and yes. actually hook it up and then mm -hmm. be all interconnected. How does that work? Yeah, well, you have all your channels here. So right here is USB-C. So what you would do is connect, uh-oh, I feel like I lost it. You would use a USB-C cord and connect it to your laptop if you did bring in a laptop. And that way you can have someone on Zoom calling in. You can use your phone. You can actually have someone calling in from your phone. Oh, wow. Um, and then you can also use Bluetooth. So if you had another Bluetooth device, like a tablet, you can maybe have music streaming on the background and have it like at a very low setting. That so is. there's a lot of really awesome, uh, like, opportunities with the mixer. That is totally high speed. That is totally high speed. So um, when the person calls in, does it automatically shut the other mic off or does no. the, the other mic just stay on? The mic stay on, but you can mute the mics if you wanted to. So if you had a guest here and you're sitting here and you have someone calling in and maybe you don't want this mic on, you would just push the mute button oh, okay. and it would mute that mic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's what, a really fun piece of equipment. Okay. So what gave you, what was the inspiration behind the design? Well, I have a lot of friends who are podcasters, and they tell me that they record their podcasts inside their closets. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, That's you know, <laughs> this is the size of a closet, um, but you don't actually have to be around all your clothes. <laughs> so you can come in here, podcast, and have guests, because I don't think most people want their guests to be inside their closet with them. So <laughs> this is a really great, you know crazy random factoid my son actually used to do the same thing in his closet it happens, <laughs> yeah it was insane yeah. Um, awesome and then so you have a role here too so if you yes. want to do photo shoots in here also or yeah there's um a couple of members are podcasters but they live stream their podcast so you belong oh. here has the equipment to live stream oh my god yeah really? so, so they so have you can do a green screen or something like that yep i have a green screen right here and it can just be pulled out and it pops right up uh, I have multiple different color rolls, so if you wanted to have like a pink or, or a blue backdrop, you can. You can pull it down, you can position your table. If you have your camera here, you can have it just focused on your background and you. Um, I have the Canon, M, Canon EOS M50, it's a video camera, mm -hmm. or it's also kind of pop popular with vloggers. Okay. Um, and it's a really great camera, it has autofocus. So you can even see it has a flip screen and you can see yourself while you're like filming. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so how did it take you to get to the, that much stuff? I mean, did you do like a survey on what you needed? Did you just automatically yeah, know? I was basically watching individuals and how they move throughout the space and mm -hmm. utilize the space and just getting feedback um, of what worked and what didn't work. And that's kind of how I knew, okay, my old mixer system mm -hmm. was not good. <laughs> I, I'm not personally a podcaster, but I didn't realize it was such bad quality. Oh, okay. And then I started talking and reaching out to other podcasters, and they were sharing with me, like, this this is really good software for anyone who's, you know, not advanced in, like, audio engineering and producing, um, wants good quality sound. This was a recommendation from the community. Oh my goodness, yeah. that is awesome. Well, I love the setup, and uh, uh, one Dante's Corner will be coming real soon. So <laughs> check this out.
And the other camera we have is the Canon 5D Mark III, and it's a pretty high-end camera. It's really great for photography. And as you can see here, here's another softbox. And then this is my favorite part. A whole cage full of goodies. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who's coming in, we have multiple stands, multiple soft boxes. We have a selection of different umbrellas for different uses. We have pretty much everything you might need. Um, we have tethering cables in this box here. We have card readers, shoe mounts kind of all the little accessories that a photographer might need throughout their photo shoot. We also have a reflector. So this is a five-way reflector. There's silver, gold, transparent, white, and black. So a lot of photographers will use this to bounce light off of, they'll bounce like silver light or gold light, and they can use this. We also have more backdrops that are fast. This show is sponsored by Praetor's Heating and Cooling out of Atlanta, Sarah K. Harrison tagged the Abundance Game out of Phoenix, Grand Junction Wine Tours out of Colorado, Western Strokes Painting Company out of Colorado, and Angelic Crystals with Kira out of Phoenix. Thank you so much to my sponsors. Uh, more backdrops that are fabric. And then anyone that's coming in, they can utilize, if it's not already set up for them, they would find the strobe lights in here. And everything is wireless. So that way you don't have cords attached to things. So if you look right here, this is a wireless um, trans transmitter. That is super cool. Oh wait. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm clumsy. I've been tripping all over the <laughs> And then right here are LED lights and video equipment. So we do store that camera in here. As, 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 um, as well as LED lighting, um, microphones, so if anyone is doing audio recording with the camera, they have some pretty high-end road mics in here. And we also have a teleprompter. So if you are gonna be doing a scripted recording, you have a teleprompter to see everything. I should be an actor. <laughs> and then this is a beauty dish. Something that a lot of photographers will use um, in portrait portrait sessions. Yeah, so that is the equipment cage. There's a lot of little things in here, um, but again, it's one of those things where all the equipment to reduce the barrier to entry into like photography. Come test it out. Come play. You know, don't think you have to buy all of the stuff to be a photographer. You can start here. That is super cool. I love the setup. I love the space. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I love the explanation behind everything behind the space. But it's a couple other things I wanted to kind of know. Um, we just recently are in a pandemic. And when we talked about earlier, you talked about uh, teaching young ladies and other people and having organiz uh, organizational meetings about finance and stuff and workshops behind that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know more about uh, the, the, the demographics of what you're trying to capture here or what you have captured and why they enjoy your space and then a little bit more about the uh, challenges throughout the pandemic. Okay, so definitely start with the challenges. Um, Obviously, because of COVID, the space had to be closed. Um, it was really 
challenging because there was no help at the moment. We didn't know what was going on with the pandemic, so there were there was no funds or money. So it made things pretty stressful to, to keep the space open. Uh, the way I navigated it, and this is why the financial literacy is so important, is because I had all of my business basics and found, like foundational work in place. I had my, my business license, my EIN number, my taxes were complete, I had my profit and loss sheets ready to go. Awesome. So that when the government was handing out like COVID relief grants for small businesses, when SBA was doing the um, economic injury disaster loans, a lot of that money really like was supposed to be for communities that you know have been marginalized and underserved and it was unclaimed and because I had all of my stuff and my ducks in a row I was able to qualify for a lot of those like, so, so how grants. long have you had your business um, it opened up in late 2018 so November of 2018 oh, okay so about four years oh wow yeah, and so like so years. most of the majority of the time that you've been open has been during the pandemic yes Oh, Two so, years. so that had to be stressful. A definitely. lot of sleepless nights, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was hard. So what did you gain from that experience? What I gained is, one, spaces like this are necessary. Because although I was closed, I did find that community often would come back to like, remember the time when we had this, this showcase that you belong here? or I miss this and I miss connection with people. I knew that this space, even throughout COVID, um, the challenge of COVID had to be, like had to remain open because it became a pinnacle in the community of connection. And that's something we all like felt like a disconnect throughout COVID because we were so isolated. Mm -hmm. So it was important to me that even through the struggle that this space must remain open. It has to, because so many people rely on it for connection, for community, for expression of culture and identity. So that was the thing I learned most is that stuff like this needs to stay alive. Yes. Despite every challenge, it needs to thrive. Yes, because when stuff was closed down, it was very, it was very challenging for people's mental health mm -hmm. you know they had nothing to do everybody's yeah. confined at home and then having a space like this they can still be creative and do the things that gave them joy and happiness so yeah. that's awesome i did i will say that for people who felt comfortable uh there were movie nights here oh wow yeah the movie nights and the cool thing about the space you know with furniture it looks like very like it's it's full mm -hmm. but when you remove all the furniture we used it as a skating rink throughout COVID. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome, it was pretty fun. All right, uh, sign me up, I'm gonna put my rollerblades on, I'll be in here. <laughs> I walked into that wall many times. <laughs> but it was a really awesome opportunity that um, even though we couldn't connect, the space was still here, there was enough distance for all of us to like still exist and not be in fear. So we had movie nights. Um, just had gathering nights. Mm -hmm. just someone's over on that side of the room. Someone's over here. We're all just kind of talking and sharing, uh, skate nights, and even dance nights. So uh, that probably had a great time for collaborating about um, other businesses 
about finances and stuff of what they could do. So you probably were able to give a lot of advice and help structure, give structure to a lot of individuals. Yeah, definitely. I think when I would meet with a lot of creative friends in the space, um, I was learning that a lot of those individuals were not qualifying for a lot of these grants and loans that were available for COVID. And when I started to really talk to people and question, why do you think that's happening? I started to realize they did not have their business fundamentals in place. So it started to help me see like what is going on in the community. And a lot of creatives and artists are, are not aware of the resources that they have access to. Because even though you have programs like SBA and SCORE, they exist, but they don't actively communicate to creatives and artists like in order to thrive like down the road for financial gain, for investors, for grants, you really need to have your business, um, your creative work as a small business. So in your workshops, you teach how to do a business plan, uh, financial structures, profit and loss statements and all that kind of thing? Yes, so the business plan is something that we're gonna collaborate with a local organization to teach because that's not my specialty. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we've unrolled the financial literacy, so our very first workshop um, is a program called Brunch Crunch. So we oh, meet, wow. it's once a month, and it's like early in the morning, and you got breakfast, or you have brunch, and you have um, a guest speaker who is an expert, and they talk about a topic. So this past one was sponsored by Bank of the West, oh, and wow. they sent in um, their financial uh, officers <laughs> to come in and talk about the importance of having a small business like bank account okay. and keeping your finances separate from your personal and they went over some other things like bookkeeping basics mm -hmm. um, how to do a budget how to start uh, saving money how to start thinking about your credit as not only an individual but as a small business okay and then how to prep yourself for loans for investment so that was a really awesome class and the class that we have happening this um in march okay what day on march march 20th okay bookkeeping basics for creatives okay and how does a person find out how to, to attend the, the workshop they can go on to youbelongsd.com and under the events section is our list of all of our events that are going to be happening oh wow that is yeah. super cool and there's a lot of cool events that are also being taught by our members so as like we're on the topic of financial literacy, mm -hmm. one of our members, Dijon Bowden, mm -hmm. he is going to be teaching an NFT for creatives class oh, awesome. on March 14th. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's basically- So, so, so there's more classes than the uh, actual financial workshop. There's actually more workshops throughout there, so we can always just find these on the actual yeah, website. They're, yes, okay. they're on the website under the events section. Okay, cool, yeah. that is super cool. Yeah. Definitely right, cool. You're gonna find me in there, sitting there, <laughs> hanging out. I would love to know some, learn a lot more. Yeah. We, uh, I like to put my sponge suit on because sometimes nice. we figure we know stuff, but we really don't know anything. So it's always good to learn and incorporate every definitely. idea and all the knowledge we possibly can. That is super yeah. awesome. And I'm definitely looking forward to the NFT class because that to me is interesting. I've just been seeing like tons of creatives mm -hmm. selling their work through NFTs, and I'm yes. like, this is. I don't, this is like, because this is like a new wave mm -hmm. for us as creatives, a new way um, to democratize like access to funding and yes. investments. Exactly. And yes, yeah, so I just thought how cool it would be to have that in the space. 
and then to have a member of the like we were talking off topic last week off this totally random guys off topic um we were talking last week how snoop dogg made his 44 million yes. off his nfts and basically bought the record label he dropped an album and then he basically leveraged it and it made 44 million uh, over five days that's yeah. beautiful so that's great i, I definitely want to come yeah. to that that workshop that's super yeah. cool so you got a lot of things going there's a ton of stuff that's starting to to revamp okay yeah awesome. a lot of really cool programming and i will just give everybody kind of a little sneak peek um there is going to be some programming focusing on mental health so we're working with an organization to develop a program where we can do like facilitated discussions regarding like trauma um also this organization is also going to be offering uh, free sessions for therapy through you belong oh, wow. here yeah so lots of programming but always when it comes down to anything you belong here and myself is always just really focused on the individual okay making sure we're whole making sure we're empowered and we're healing that is so awesome. I'm totally down with everything you're doing here, and you inspire me. <laughs> I appreciate you for letting me uh, be in your space. But we got a couple other different spaces that we got to kind of tackle, so uh, we'll be right back. So, so you said, uh, you mentioned that a lot of you. Tell me, first, tell me a little bit about the membership. Okay, so we have two primary memberships. It's a 10-day pass. Um, so that means you can come in any 10 days within a 30-day period. And then we have the full month, which technically is 21 days um, within a 30-day billing period. And it's Monday through Friday, five, 7 a.m., sorry, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., but I do allow members to stay a lot later if they want. Okay. Um, so it's just really up to them. Um, and then each membership comes with credits for the resources. So the resources, the meeting room, the podcast studio, the photo studio. So because I do rent those to people who are not members, like yourselves, um, there is a fee to use it per hour. Members get credits, and they can use those credits to book the rooms, and then they get discounts, like a lot of discounts. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and then each membership includes training. Oh. So if they want to learn how to utilize all the equipment, I do offer the trainings, and they also get per hour or per month one 55 minute consultation regarding um, business strategy with oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So where did you get your background? Uh, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just been doing it for so long. I've made so many mistakes and I've failed. And it's like the failures that have created like the actual skill set. I'm a big fan of taking L's. I <laughs> take a lot of losses. That means I'm still here. I'm willing to keep learning. <laughs> So you were mentioning something about a lot of your, your your members are like typically hang out a lot longer in the office because they you hire them. Well, uh, yeah, there's yeah they're here today and I'm hiring them. We're talking about things that we're going to be working on, but I will say I view this space kind of like my own creative agency oh, because wow. my members I tend to hire all of my members for some type of service. So. I have a photographer, I have a few photographers that are in the space that I've hired to do like event, um, event photography, uh, photography of the space, product shots, um, whatnot, like a lot of stuff. And then I do like, have- Like this young lady here? Uh, this right here is Erica of Naughty Marketing. Hello. So go ahead and tell them a little bit about Naughty Marketing. 
Yeah, so I started Nandi Marketing during the pandemic, and I used to live two blocks away from here, so it was really easy for me to come in and, and then just get my work started and didn't have an office. I was trying to go from the pandemic of being, you know, in my apartment the whole time and trying to get my work-life balance, so this was a perfect opportunity to come here and dedicate my, my time for my work and start my business, which is all about um, content creation, content strategy, and partnership marketing. Oh wow! Oh, that is super cool. I could use definitely use some of that. Yeah. I definitely don't know anything about marketing. Yeah, <laughs> and I've actually I've been working. Um, I've hired. I have. I'm working now with Eric, and we've been working for how many months together? Like, yeah, good, like three months. Yeah, we've been working for about three months. So she does a lot of my marketing in terms of partnerships. So she's been helping me. She's been a huge, um, just a huge asset to have because. I'm not really good at asking people to give me things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't know how to leverage, like I have so much here to offer, but I don't know how to leverage it. Um, and that's where she comes in, that's her skill set. I should have told when I made my ass. <laughs> so I'm well, not afraid to ask. You know what, the, the intelligent people, smart people, incorporate other smart people within exactly. achieve a common goal. Yeah. So I, implore, I, I applaud you for doing that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome though, because um, I think the cool thing is, if you're here in the space, we obviously share the same like values and beliefs. So it's really easy to work with my members because we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. We all like want, we're all going towards the same vision and it's really easy to work with them. Um, I've also hired one of the members as a copywriter and she works on my blogs and my newsletters. So it's just like a, it's just a really nice little incubator dash creative agency in one. And if you remember, it's also the benefit too because you're meeting other like-minded individuals who have skill sets that maybe, you know, you're not the greatest at or you need help in. So yeah, that's yeah. super cool. It is really cool. <laughs> awesome. Know why you named it You Belong Here. I feel like I've never heard a name no, like this. It's always so basic. So <laughs> what was the story behind that? Yeah, definitely. When, um, you know, when I was developing You Belong Here, really, as I mentioned earlier, it came from a space of wanting, you know, wanting communities to thrive. Right. Uh, it also was in a time of, you know, our last president where the, the, the community here, I don't think, felt welcome um, in their own country. Yeah. Um, and even those who were seeking refuge in our country were being told they don't belong here. Um, so there are many layers to why you belong here, but also at the same time, just me growing up, um, being mixed, I am Filipina, uh, Spanish and Mexican. I didn't really belong to a lot of spaces. I couldn't find community throughout like my entire adulthood. I didn't know where I belonged. I, I am Mexican, but I don't speak Spanish. I'm Filipina, um, I don't look Filipina, and that was often held against me, um, and I don't speak Tagalog. So I'd always kind of found myself in the space of like, I don't know where to go. Like, you know, I was just kind of like, uh, where do I belong, where do I belong? And I didn't feel I belonged to anything. And I wanted to make sure that there was a space, a community space, especially in City Heights, that is constantly being gentrified and the price is going up and people are starting to feel like they don't belong to these communities. Uh, the very like 
words you belong here I felt was somewhat like rebellious and like revolutionary and it's like out on the corner right, of the building powerful. letting people know when they're driving by you belong here mm -hmm. so I that was that's the origin story is just making sure that people have a place that they can go to that they feel like they're seen they're heard they're empowered and that they belong And it's truly, I'm inspired and I love to hear your story, especially I haven't got to know you much working with you here. So it's definitely amazing to have yeah. you on. And thanks for being here. All her stuff will be down below, guys. Check out You Belong here on Instagram. I'm sure it's somewhere else. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, the website. Yeah. All information will be down below. Love that. So I love to hear. <laughs> Thank you guys and stay shining.